Mania Week here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. What's up everyone, this is another special of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and we're coming live from my place today, this is the big dog Alan McLucas and today we're going to discuss Wrestlemania Aftermath and with me today we have some maybe slightly tender people with me <laughs> who have sleep deprived and maybe slightly hung over. Firstly, there he is, the old paper champion, he took a beating last night but he took it with pride, it is Scott McLeod. Bed, I need my bed. <laughs> How you doing mate, you alright? I'm fine, better than I was a couple hours ago, but... <laughs> oh, I can imagine. You made your bed yet? No. Oh, join the club. And next to him, we have our secret accountant. <laughs> he comes up with funny numbers. Sometimes we don't agree him, but last night he came up with the right number. <laughs> it is Mr. It's my interview, Ross McLeod. It's actually, it's my sweepstake, and one, one in about 30 fuck-ups, I'm allowed one, one off night. If Batista's allowed to fall in the ring at WrestleMania, I'm allowed one fuck-up sweep. We're a professional establishment, we expect better McLeod. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no plane. And next to him, we have the former bath bomb princess, she's now the gravy princess. She loves the name, but... I know she really, really hates it. It is Sarah. I hate that name. Oh, chips and gravy. Oh, chips and gravy. No, first, chips and gravy is a good, good gourmet meal. It does. Can't believe it. I'd do that right now. Yes, so let's get on to the fun stuff. So please give us a listen. Have a look at our back catalogue. We're on iTunes, Android, Spotify, and all good podcasting sites. Follow us on social yeah. media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. And if you like what you hear, you know what to do. So, first I'll just start with. <laughs> <laughs> that noise you're hearing is my dog. <laughs> Harley! <laughs> Beg, please! Now! She's looking at my hand on the table while you were playing the intro. Yeah, there's a dog here that's a lot more interesting, I'm gonna be honest, guys. Love it. Yeah. Harley, bed. <laughs> okay. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to the show hand, yep, so we're going to move on to what was an amazing event I feel. Last night WrestleMania 35, it actually lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. We'll start off, we'll just do a quick and we'll go over all the matches last night. Some of them lived up to the hype, something, but we'll start with what basically was quite a decent start in the pre-show, yeah. World Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Ross, I'll start with you first. What did you think? Uh, it's a bit weird, what, 25 past 10, they start the they start the show, it's, thankfully they got a lot more people than Kalisto Ryback, but I remember, I was actually heading to watch it with you at Gary's, like, I'd be there for half past, I get a text 25 past, the first match is starting, I'm like, oh, God, we're one of the Battle Royals, it'll be something stupid walking, or by the way there's a title in the line, like, what, wait, what? So, I was a wee bit annoyed how early it started, but the match itself was good, Buddy Murphy always has good matches, but it's just a shame he wasn't. Like the main, at least the main event of the pre-show or on the main card a day. It's something we've just got to come accept for the cruiserweights. Yeah, no, absolutely. And considering where it was in the cards here, it actually was quite a high impact full match. Oh, it was actually. Like I felt, I fairly enjoyed it. I mean, everyone like everyone knows like Buddy Murphy could always deliver a cruiserweight match. Like I think he's been like the proper secret weapon of revamping two or five lives. So. 
The position of it on the card did surprise me because I'm sitting there going, that's the first match? Really? Mm. Really? They usually open with a battle royal. That's completely surprised me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Something, so before you go to Scott, something I will say is maybe that was to bring viewers into 205 Live because uh, the first hour was for free on USA Network. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking with, you know, the big numbers WWE always gets on USA, is this a case of going, by the way, we have our own we have our own show on the network for these guys. There's a ball for the dog gets thrown over my head. <laughs> we have our own show for the network, the guys. Maybe this is like it was like it has to be there, it's like a needs must sort of thing. Yeah. But surely you could have put the women's battle royal there like you did laundry last year. Like start it off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was quite surprised. I thought maybe the women would have started the show and as we knew it was finishing the show. So I thought that kind of worked well, but wasn't to be, but still 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 a match. And Scott, we were talking about this last night when we were watching it. The rule of playing in your hometown yeah. didn't come into effect last night. Yeah, weirdly enough, actually multiple times on that show, some people actually got they went in their hometown. Like, I think, I think since it's like, ah, it's just me, let's get them like, because was like, ah, they lost in their hometown. Their friends were probably watching. Yeah, it's kind of cruel to let them get beat off yeah. their opponent and buy it in front of Marnie, isn't it? Yeah. Mum's there, you've got to win. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed the half of the match that I did see by the time we got there. Yeah, because you took forever to get ready. <laughs> you settled. In fairness, Gary said half past, unlike Mr. Hockney who showed up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> he didn't show up at 8 o'clock. He showed up bang on 10. We're like, we said half 10. I thought we said between 10 and half 10. That he, means quarter past. He was determined to get a seat and a seat he got. Oh, well. So, moving swiftly on then from there, we went on to the match we all thought was going to open. The Women's Battle Royal. See, I'm going to come to you first. What's your thoughts on it? It wasn't very historic, was it? It really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was scrappy to say the best. I mean, I actually think last year's was put together a little bit better. I think this is just people chucked in. It was good to see like Candice LeRae and Kyrie Sane like representing NXT this time instead of maybe having like the NXT five and six that they had last year. But there was actually there was like literally next to no storylines going into this. Like we had Sasha and Bailey last year. This year you had Asuka getting robbed. Asuka heavy on favorite. I mean. I think it's just like some of the eliminations in themselves. Like I was, by the end, I was actually pulling for Sarah Logan to win this. So I was just like, she could have done with a push more than you know Carmella being the overall winner. Yeah. But it was nice to see Carmella the fact that she got eliminated first last year and she was the winner this year. But it was basically just a replay of last year. She l- stayed outside the ring and then he says, "Hi, over you go. I'm the winner." You're yeah. Like, Wait a minute. No. Yeah. Totally. I've got an open question to both you boys because I was with you last night. We all thought Asuka was going to cruise this and it looked that way until Sarah threw over and we were quite behind Sarah Logan actually winning this and then to the horror and I can't remember which one of these it was screamed where'd she come from? And oh, that's no, I think that was Gary Was it Gary? It was a quite a girly scream I could mean any one of these <laughs> <laughs> screaming where'd she come from? And there's Camilla I mean top of a curveball Because I didn't see her get I didn't start that again uh, She never got an entrance I never seen her in the like just the sea of humanity. You mm-hmm. think her being, you know, Miss Money in the Bank, Women's Champ, Mixed Match Challenge winner, she'd be sort of front and centre to because they usually do that with these battle royals going, Look, this isn't just a filler match, we've got people in here. Mm-hmm. And like Sarah said, Carbon Copy last year's finished. It just for me it was the worst match of the night. You weren't expecting much for a battle royal. Mm-hmm. And I think the other battle royal was second worst to be honest, but <laughs> it was just like the main show when we get to the main show we're nothing but positive about it but this mm. Battle Royal is a bit pish 
<laughs> it was. But it is weird. Something I don't like about the women's division is that we've only just got tag titles and we don't have a mid-card title. Mm-hmm. When you see the women's achievements, it's always just like women's champion four times, women's champion two times. She's got a big list of accomplishments now. She's a two-time Money in the Bank winner. She's a mixed match challenge winner. She's a WrestleMania Battle Royal winner. And she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. So it's like it is weird that she's managed to get so much done in a division that's so limited. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you know, you used to ask me there. I had Alexa Bliss to her herself in the bloody chair. She was me. She opened the show. I'm like, where were you an hour ago? Like Ross with Ember last year. Oh, I was absolutely <laughs> outraged. Ember Moon a year too late. Ember Moon returned in the Battle Royal, you wouldn't have known it because she just came out with everybody else and get her own entrance. It's also like Curtis Axel claiming he never got eliminated from the Royal Rumble how many years ago. He's still in it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think it was probably was the poorest match of the night, but it kind of lived up to the expectation. We weren't really expecting much from it. I think that's why the the four women that were meant to be in the Fatal Four Way in Asuka, I think they were thrown in this. I think Asuka would have had a match against maybe like Mandy Rose. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think then they realised we want to do this battle royal again and we have nobody for it, so you guys are going to have to boggle him. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. It did feel quite rushed. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the next match, a match that actually performed above expectation for quite a lot of us was the Raw Tag Team title match. Yes. Now, I'm going to purposely ignore Cena firstly because <laughs> give her a chance to absorb all this. I've got Scott first. Scott, what did you think? I think it's probably the night for me. <laughs> Maybe not in New York, even though they're from there, but like this theme, like the idea of her all games, like everybody thought like it's gonna be like the battle royal, but I think this means a lot more, especially with Zach and like for me it was very much vindication from three years ago watching Zach win the IC title, only lose it the next day. They could we haven't seen Raw yet, they mm-hmm. could lose it now on Raw. I don't care. Hawkins got his moment. Yeah. Raw? Yeah, we were talking actually it was um I think it was Dave that said he couldn't hear the crowd and what we were saying to him you know there's people talking in the room the arena's not full yet it's an open air arena it's going to have to be something special that gets you can hear the crowd you could hear the crowd shouting let's go Hawkins he had Jets colours on he was in Jets stadium giant stadium as well you know but he's a Jets man uh, Jets colours on he was in his hometown you, you f- I think we all knew it was coming but the more sort of Zack Ryder got involved and started getting offence you thought, oh, Revival going to sneak it. Kurt's losing because it's a hack. And then you got the roll up, and it was like, I, I'd jump at my seat, or I should say my footstool, because that's the seat I go because I was last in. <laughs> I'd jump at my footstool. It was great. The Scots said, pop of the night for me. Glad Hawkins got his moment. I'd like to maybe see it a couple of months more, just give him a couple a wee win streak. Yeah. And then, you know, he's had his moment. He can go back to Battle Royal fodder next year. Yeah. As we know, WrestleMania's where streaks go to die. Yes. And that one yeah. did. Sarah, I know you're quite tender about this one. Say yeah. I'm a little bit bittersweet, I'm not going to lie. But it's only because, yes, looking at it, it was great to see Carl Hawkins get his moment. I did think it was kind of weird, considering that like he was the only one in the Jets clothes and everyone else was like in white and gold. Like everyone else had coordinated apart from him. He's like, <laughs> let me stand out. On Wednesdays, we wear pink, Kurt, to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently on Sundays, we wear white and gold. <laughs> there we go. But, um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was bittersweet for me because everyone knows how much I like. I love the revival. They're like one of my favourite tag teams. But even I had to admit, I was just like, it would be a feel good moment. And I'm just like, I'm not mad if they lose. But I also mm-hmm. was kind of mad. It's like, I can't win, but I can't lose with this either. So I wasn't actually that mad. Something I will say about the revival, and it's how much I like them, is 
I was so excited when they got called up and then fought back to every feud they had in NXT. The VOD villains, I didn't want them to win, but they were great matches. American Alpha, great matches, never wanted them to win. Gargano and Ciampa, never wanted them to win. I always wanted them to get beat off those teams. And I always cheered when they get beat. And I think that's the mark of when someone's so good that in the moment you're like, I want them to get beat, but then you're looking forward to their matches at the same time. And I, I think given the streak ending that it had to be a fluky roll-up hmm. I don't think it hit the heights it could because Kurt Hawkins is actually a good wrestler so I'm hoping maybe at the next pay-per-view we get a rematch of what Kurt and Zach can actually do yeah no definitely and it was good to see as I said streak finally end yeah. and get a win because he's, he's, his performances in the last couple of months have actually greatly improved yeah, yeah. and it's just about time he finally got that mm-hmm. W wasn't it so moving on from that to probably the most shall we say pointless male match of the night shall mm-hmm. we say the match we all knew the outcome before it started the men's battle royal see I'm going to start with you what was your thought on this well considering I did actually pick the winner because I was just like nah nah it's too obvious it's too obvious <laughs> go over your gut next time so this is why I keep losing but um, considering the fact that like not everyone really got an entrance I mean you got the Hardys had their entrance, Braun had their entrance in the Saturday Night Live guys. I think they're the only ones that actually got a full-on entrance, which mm-hmm. it was nice to see the Hardys getting an entrance, mm-hmm. considering it's like a year since they came back. It's like, yeah, that's great. But I think it was the fact that there was so much focus heading into this for the Saturday Night Live guys. But, I mean, fair play to them. I mean, I would want to be underneath that ring when there's a whole bunch of men like running around on top of it. And, like I think that's going to be like one of the scariest things in the world, there's just like be under a ring. bodies above you. Exactly, and they're under Brief. the ring. <laughs> and the fact, the fact that they're like not even training, like you can see that they had like a little bit of training, just considering like they did they take a couple of bumps, yeah. but towards the end, but it was, it was just like the general usual. You see a couple of eliminations here, a couple of eliminations there. Andrade, what an idiot, eliminating himself, but Vision. in spectacular fashion though. It was in spectacular fashion. <laughs> and then coming down to the end, Saturday Night Live guys, he's like, "I'm sorry, we can work this out." Now, is it just me? Or did the guy's therapist look a lot like Chris Masters? I've heard people say that. Yeah. I actually thought they were blonde hair. I thought DCT. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, like, in my opinion, he looked extremely similar to Chris Masters. <laughs> which, if it was, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like thrown over the top. It's like right. And then how convenient. Some some WWE guys are standing there waiting, arms ready to catch this one last guy, <laughs> and it, it was the outcome that everyone expected. Yeah. But what did you? What could you have like expected less or even more of that? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, for me, I think one of the biggest shocks was Apollo not getting an entrance because he had a major pop over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. especially when they were doing you know, the big scurries and he was eliminating everyone from the ring. What What's your thoughts on? No, likes of Apollo and maybe a couple others that maybe deserve an entrance like Mustafa Ali, Ali not getting one yeah, I don't know who this Mustafa fella is but there's a guy called Ali who <laughs> well, I do apologise I actually made Sarah call him Andrade because she sent me her predictions for the sweep and went Andrade see an Almas I went I don't know who the CN Almas fella is. Like Sarah, you have to say it. You have to. Say I it. didn't actually though. You're just like there's a there's a there's a Andrade. I'm like yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's just, just, just for the viewer's point, if you could see Sarah's face right now, Ross would be dead and buried. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Almas. I believe he had a brief one next year. He just vanished off the face of the earth. But um, yeah, it was well, Braun Strowman first winner to get an entrance. We always talked about how the winners. Yeah, somebody, yeah that Somebody's not too obvious. You know, oh, it'll not be somebody too obvious. The way Almas was floating about the ring, I actually thought they were going to ignore the fact that he eliminated himself. Like, it wasn't meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the other 15 people there that they were going to throw Colin Jost at. 
But yeah, it's the Battle Royal is always a tricky one I mentioned last night. They always say it means nothing, but then they complain when big people are in it. Like, you have to put big people in it to make it mean something. Just, I think next year, maybe just go with 20 and do what New Japan did, which is they usually do the Wrestle Kingdom Rumble. Every, every 60 seconds, somebody gets an entrance, they get the big pop, they get a wee bit of time each, and it's not just everybody in the pool, everybody in, everybody <laughs> in, you know, 20 guys that actually deserve it, because, yeah. I mean, would any has been upset if Ascension and Lucha House Party went on WrestleMania last night? Would it have affected anybody's enjoyment? I forgot they even still worked for the company. <laughs> well, there you go. Like the Ascension, I forgot they still worked for the company. So that, that's how much it would have affected Sarah's enjoyment. You used to shook her head and said no, so it's like... Look at lie. I know, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's Battle Royal, wasn't it? It was a Battle Royal. Yeah. Well, I'm to you and my eyes, eliminating both over the head machine. I had Otis to win. God, big Otis. Otis had the pop of the night. He, he did have a big pop. And also, just going on about Amash there, it really came quite a shock the way he came off. I mean... We were talking about that when we watched the live because it, it like a big botch and you could see by his face that that wasn't me at. Mm-hmm. Do you still think he'd have won it if they hadn't made the mistake or do you think he'd have got to the final and then Braun would have just thrown him out? It's one of those ones, like wrestling's never going to be the one where like, you'll hear six shoot interviews of that was meant to happen and then the person who it happened to said, oh no, that wasn't meant to happen. So you'll never get the truth, but mm-hmm. truthfully I think he was maybe meant to last a bit longer. I don't think he was meant to win it. I think it was always meant to be the Saturday Night Live guys. I think he just over over rotated on the mm-hmm. Hurricane Runner and then just went, mm-hmm. oh Christ, I went to the top rope. The big surprise for me was seeing EC3 go out as early as it is because like you had a couple of jobs go out and then suddenly, oh there goes EC3, like, alright, <laughs> you earned your key, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did see he was, was turning a bit of a job on that kind of yeah. submitted that one, didn't it? Sadly, yes. <laughs> right, so time to move on to the main card now and I think possibly the biggest shock of the whole night, the Universal title was the opening match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way the fact that Heyman just came out, interrupted uh, Alexa Bliss in Hogan's moment. Let's be honest, it wasn't much of a moment. I don't think anyone remember that in about 10 years time, maybe even next week actually. Um, <laughs> but it was the host of SummerSlam 2014. I didn't realise that until I watched it back a couple of weeks ago. Like, there was a host of this? <laughs> there you go, that's how good a job he did. But, I joked uh, off the court when we did the whole theme show the other day for us that I would be surprised if it came out first because Blazer just doesn't want to be there. It's clear he wants to get away. But I said it, you know, for half arsed, not believing it, and then it happened. But it certainly set the tone for the night. Yes. It was yeah. a great, great start, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I did like the reasoning as well, like playing up the. Because Heyman said in shoot interviews before, like, Rock Lesnar actually does like being here. Rock Lesnar likes the fact now that he doesn't have to travel and he enjoys the time he has here. It's just the fact that he doesn't like people. <laughs> and I did like how they played into the whole spoiled champion, I get what I want, as if it wasn't meant to happen first, as if Heyman just came out and went, nah, 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 nah. I don't care if you've got Randy Orton AJ scheduled for first, we're going first, because we're not waiting about if we're not getting a main event baby. <laughs> sure. It was, it was definitely a big way to open the show, and like, it was great the way this, the Kofi match and Becky, like, the biggest one was by putting this first, and obviously the mate, Becky the way then Covey Mill they perfectly spaced out these feel good moments so they wouldn't like overdo it and let the crowd will be knackered by the time the main event came around and also you know, kind of give you more hope that Rollins wouldn't because if Lesnar wanted to kick off the show that really would have deflated things mm-hmm. for, in the crowd no definitely and Sarah the thing I quite liked about it was it's actually a quick match oh, oh, yeah. if you forget the 10 minutes of you know Lesnar ragdolling Rollins around the ring area but the actual match itself was 
less than two minutes, I think we worked out. Yeah. Kirsten Shearer taking a bump and no selling it. Unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, see, when you look at it, we were discussing on the main preview, like, how many suplexes there was going to be. There was three. <laughs> three to five suplexes in total. And that was just inside the ring. One yeah. to the outside. Curb stop. Curb stop. Curb stop, one, two, three, done. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> David did say, was it four he went for? David uh, Campbell? I think so, yeah. And you said four, we all went double figures. I know, we were like, it's going to be high, it's going to be high, it's going to be fine. But I think that's one inside the ring. I can't remember if there was any outside the ring because I was too busy watching my pal, who is a new wrestling fan, and she's like, has the bell even rung yet? Why is this not even rung yet? Get him in the ring! <laughs> and then when he gets in the ring, he's like, why is it? Why is the bell not ringing? I was like, you've got to check and make sure they're okay, Heather. I was like, you've got to. It's like, okay, I'm sure. Oh fuck this! Like, <laughs> see, watching a new like a new wrestling fan watch a wrestling show is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. He even sold this perfectly. Like the shock of it, like when Goldberg, like when Goldberg was in there a couple of years ago. The shock of like, oh god, no! Like he's hyping it up, Lesnar, and then to see him get well, not demolished, but like. Like this. See yeah. what I loved is um, like see when he just sort of stomped right past Hogan like in a proper frenzy. I was just like, what's Hogan doing out here? And then it's like Paul Heyman's like down to the ring, and then see Seth on his way. All you see is Hogan going nan, nan, not Hogan. Paul Heyman going nan, 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 with the title just fucking about that. Going, look what I've got, look what I've got. I was perilous because I love, I love Paul Heyman. Absolutely love him. I think he's one of the greatest advocates ever. Oh, it certainly is, and. As Scott briefly mentioned it, Ross set the tone in the night and mm-hmm. it was the perfect way to keep this whole event going and it just kept going up and up and it just kept the pit tempo perfect, didn't it, the whole night? Yeah, we were talking about obviously the revival versus Ryder and Hawkins, that it was like 10 minutes of just people beating up Hawkins and it was sort of slow and it went 13 minutes this, like you said, just under two minutes, fast, furious, all the other place, much like the Falls Count Anywhere and the Triple H match. It was just so good, and I like how they played into the, like, you can't low blow him, you'll, you'll be disqualified. It was Brock pushing the ref that was his downfall, mm-hmm. and I like that, as we'll talk about with the main event, arrogance is someone's downfall. He didn't see Seth as a threat, and as Scott mentioned last night, the only member of the Shield to beat Brock Lesnar one-on-one at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Everybody knows that Brock's testicles are his weak spot. Always go for them. Like, how many times have we seen Brock get low blood? It's surprising that it actually hurts because Sable's got him in the mantelpiece back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised it hurts them there. Yeah, yeah. But yes, glad to see the back of that one because I'm glad he's no longer a champion. We could finally have a title that's worth defending now. I did like the bit at the end as he's holding his groin and it cut to him and he just went, I'll get you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see that problem smack down. <laughs> well, on the next one, uh, what, for me, one of the most anticipated matches of the night, AJ versus Randy Orton. Another solid match. Scott, come to Eunice. Didn't really hit the height that a lot of us thought was going in, but it's still a quality match. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like, it's a shame it had to follow uh, that match. And like, <laughs> oh wait, I said at the time, AJ always seems to have weird placements on the maker, like other than 33 where he kind of stole the show. Like, 34, he was right in the middle of the card. 32, he had to follow that ladder match. So, like, it's always feel like the card just aren't always as into as you told to because they've just seen something good before. And yeah. I'll, we were saying at the time, like, what the crowd were chanting something at the start. I think I found out later, like, the lights and mm-hmm. the part of the world too bright. People couldn't see what, and then they were cheering the fact they turned the lights and they could see what was happening. Yeah, absolutely. Randy Orton actually made a point of that and he actually apologised to the fans. Mm-hmm. And to quote, he said, you missed a fucking classic match. Mm-hmm. Do you agree, Ross? 
Yeah, I, like Scott said, and like we mentioned on the WrestleMania 32 rebook, this goes first, you remember it. And I th- obviously this could have set the tone for the night as well. Because, like we said on the main rebook, when he fought Jericho and then put a ladder match on, the ladder match will still get the, the spots, like the big mm-hmm. AJ and Autumn, and then that two-minute squash match with Lesnar and Rollins, it will still get the reaction. I think it's just a shame he was put on second. Second's always a hard one to follow. Mm-hmm. We've seen it at 32, obviously, with him. We've seen it at 33 with Jericho and Owens. You know, they had a hard act to follow. And I can't even remember what was second last year, because Seth Rollins, Miz and Finn Balor was so good. Mm-hmm. So it's a tricky place. The fact that half the crowd couldn't see it and were very out of the match, very displeased, really took away from it. Look forward to watching it back again because it is a good match, it's just a shame it didn't get the reaction it should have. Yeah, no, definitely. One thing that caught us all of surprise last night, Sarah, was the way it finished because we expected Orton to kick up from the elbow. Oh yeah. The finisher aspect seemed to be lost in this match, but the finishers just really weren't doing the job of the wear. It just came too soon. I mean, absolutely. I think that's kind of what took away. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, it was a solid match, but I think it was actually quite underwhelming. Like this had the potential to completely steal the show, or at least steal the first half of the show. And for me, it wasn't as solid as what I know that these two men could actually put out. And I think the crowd did play a lot into that. I think that's probably one of the big aspects, like watching it back on the network. You you think mm, this could have been a little bit better, but no solid match and like the finish. With all fairness, I didn't even pay attention to the finish because I was sitting there going, "Can I stand you? Can I stand you? Oh, did he win? Oh, okay then." The thing was, it wasn't really the best looking for all four. So I'm sitting like, surely he's gonna kick out. And they're like, "Oh, alright, fair enough." Apparently not. I said, "Oh, okay then." I thought yeah. it was gonna be like the star of feud, like or we get the first and eventually AJ would would win the mm-hmm. overall feud. That's mm-hmm. why I went for Orton. Yeah, because like, Ross, you did the sweep last night and then you realised, oh, I need to actually go get my notepad now and double check the sheet now. I mean, because you thought we had at least 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I'll, I'll do it at the end of this match, we'll get another. Oh, right, I feel enough, right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> James uh, Murphy said this on our SummerSlam preview show about AJ Styles. I thought with his tight run ending, it would sort of go away, it's not. They seem like 10 minute matches that always end at 9 minutes. You always think you've got another wee bit to go and then bang, it's done. Mm. And it always kind of feels underwhelming. I think the stick forearm is a good finisher, but I think he needs to bring back the Styles Clash. Yeah. I really, I, I don't buy the forearm. Once again, it's a shame for AJ. It was a good match, but as Sarah said, underwhelming. I thought Orton was winning, for a simple fact. I thought he would be Kofi's first mm. challenger, mm. but who knows where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we'll get to that match a little bit later on. But next match we'll move on to now, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, I actually thought this was quite a solid match. Good. A lot of big pops. Also, I felt that the bar actually carried a lot of the match as well. They did really well. They did quite a lot of major spots during this. Mm. Sarah, what was your thoughts on the match? I mean, you can't really go wrong. Like, three out of the four teams you can't go wrong with, and then you've got Shinsuke and Naka, which I still don't quite understand that team. But they're there, and they're challenging. Probably just there for maybe like a heel aspect, even though you've got the bar, even though they're kind of tweeners right now. Like, you want to hit those, you're probably supposed to hate them, but you can't. And then you've got the Usos, everyone loves the Usos, and then you've got the wee sweethearts of Black and Ricochet. I mean, second time seeing them tag together over the weekend, can't go wrong with that. And again, it was actually a few good spots in this match. I mean, you had. Sheamus was clubbing forearms like pretty much everybody. That was that was hilarious. And then it was like the gigantic superplex, but 
Ricochet, of course, landing on his feet. He's basically like a cat with nine lice. Because <laughs> the man always lands on his feet. He actually does. But, and then you had like this, like this, like the finish fest thing, like everyone's hitting the finisher. And you're like, I guess at this point, Steven is like so many tag teams. Like, I love tag team wrestling, but I can't stand more than just a one on one tag team wrestling because you could forget who the legal man was. And I was like, who the fuck's the legal man in this? <laughs> I have no idea. And then it was like, they were all picking on Seamus. I'm like, no, I've got Cesaro to get pinned. Fucking get in there. And I'm just like, I'm like, I was like, who the fuck's even the legal man in this match? I, I, you lose count though. Mm-hmm. You can, you just completely lose it. I was very happy with the finish. I had Seamus get pinned by one of the Usos. <laughs> well, I don't want to win, but I actually had Bruce have to take the fall, but Bruce was no one near it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ricochet, like, I remember hearing rumors going to take over that he'd actually gone injured. In the War Raiders match, but you wouldn't actually, if he did, you wouldn't know it mm-hmm. watching this match. Like, the bloody, the spin he took from Cesaro went as long as oh, the bloody no. Universal title match. Did anyone even attempt to try and count that? I know we started and after I think it was seven, we lost count because. I think the Sheamus sort of took it away. We were just yeah. like, mm, I Lucy was counting the the beats of the Bowery, mm-hmm. and I think like, there was about 45 beats on everybody on, and I think Cesaro got about 50 swings. Mm-hmm. But God, God knows how he stood and he stayed on his feet after. Yeah, he stayed on his feet and just put him in a sharpshooter. <laughs> You're like, how? How are you doing this? I need a sit. I need a sit. <laughs> but uh, it was, I was talking about when I was doing the live tweeting, all eight guys, because obviously we had the eight-man tag in SmackDown, all eight guys WrestleMania weekend last year were in title matches and the lead up to this WrestleMania the week before, they had nothing planned for them. So it was great to see all eight guys get on, especially Nakamura and his big you know, pervert trench coat that was probably walking about <laughs> New York subway stations with. Okay. <laughs> I feel on that note we should move on. Yeah, yeah that was it, sort of summed up. Next match was, I think it was an absolute tremendous match. In the end, we were just, ju- we literally jumped out our seat right before we went, oh my God, no, no. Shane McMahon versus The Miz, Falls County anywhere. Brilliant match, I thought. Scott, I don't know about you, I think the best plot was when Senior Miz came out <laughs> to fight him and it was like something that Grand Theft Auto when a pedestrian fights you. Big George up for a square goal as I said it was like... It's his potato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love this, it was just nearly, they were going over in the crowd, somebody, a fan fell in their arms as they were going past them. They did kind of like shades of May 17 for me where the Triple H Undertaker spot and climbing up the, the scaffolding and I actually liked uh, the finish of match, I think it was quite smart because she technically didn't beat him, he just happened to have fallen on him. Yeah. So it's kind of protects Miz, because Miz was beating him up from what I imagine. Clearly, they want to keep this food going and get more heat on Shane and Fred Miz, because he's been a really good heel the last couple of weeks. Oh, definitely. Ross, it really showed Miz as a top player mm-hmm. in WWE, the way he carried himself in this and the way he dominated as well, didn't it? Yeah, we mentioned his face turn last time, it was really, really boring. It was just a simple case of there was so many injuries for the 2012 Survivor Series. They needed a face for Team Foley. Miz just kind of got thrown and then they just kind of kept him that way. And it just didn't seem to click. It was as if everything that works with him didn't work. This isn't so much face Miz. This is Miz using Shane to get ahead. And then when Shane insults his family, it's like, right, you insulted my family. We- we can't be having that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he said it in that exact tone as well. We must drill. I'll see you at dawn. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a top player, and we always mention about how Shane McMahon's going to dive off something massive and take some. I mean, the golf cart spot was amazing. Oh. Where he gets bounced off a golf. Because yeah. we were like, that table didn't break. Holy shit. No, it's a golf cart roof. But then you see the superplex to end the match. 
and you're like fair play to Miz as well because they always talk about how Miz is such a company man I bet even that spot was proposed to him he was just like yep cool what if Shane's jumping up something I'll jump up something higher mm-hmm. keep the ante and you know Shane's big spots and mm-hmm. say that obviously we weren't with you last night but when we seen it land the th- everyone in the room jumped on went Shane's on top Shane's on top mm-hmm. and then before, while we're shouting Shane on top the three count happened Big twist, big shock. Absolute big shock. I was like, I, I wasn't with you guys last night watching it, but I had the exact same reaction. Like I was still on the couch going, she's on top. Oh no, no fucking way. No. Like, I think I I don't usually get excited for wrestling matches, especially when it's like somewhat time in the morning. I've been drinking and I'm tired. Right? I usually don't get that excited. I'm like I'm quite reserved unless it's like a super super oh yeah oh bastard spot. Mm-hmm. I usually don't get that excited. Right. I will full blown admit I do not usually get excited for things. I'm usually quite reserved. But well, this match, for me, if they wanted to bring back the Attitude Era or at least highlight it, this is the match to do. They've yeah, done it absolutely perfectly. It's like it was shades of the Attitude Era, but still keeping. It's instead, instead of going backwards, you're moving forward and developing, but taking parts of the past with you, which that's always really fun to see. But I couldn't actually get over the spots that Miss was pulling like we've always said that he's such a safe player mm-hmm. and that he looks after himself and like this is like the sort of big horizon like hey what Wrestlemania moment I'm going to go all out just don't kill me mm-hmm. and when, when we saw that Shane was on top I went are you fucking getting me right now I was like no way yeah. <laughs> so this cannot be happening but it's a good way to continue the feud no, definitely absolutely brilliant way to continue it what was a nice touch as well is because as Shane kind of begging off like the heel when he knows he's like he's done like he tries to like get the sympathy like Shane is like no and he's just like he's a bit of talking mm-hmm. off like Miz like you're sorry like mm-hmm. I did like it was very Shane's uh, Champa Gargano at TakeOver SummerSlam weekend where Gargano got overzealous when Champa's begging him off and he flies into the monitors and that's what keeps him down for the 10 count. This being overzealous and wanting to punish Shane ends up with Shane falling on top of him just mm. through momentum and costs him the match. And it is just, it, it is a good story to tell the, the betrayed person that is so over emotional and then it just plays into the heel character of I won, yeah. I won. <laughs> yeah, for storytelling, possibly our. Arguably the best match of the night. Definitely. It's right. certainly up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next match, I think this match sort of tore the whole podcast apart because I think everyone in their head thought the hug and boss connection were going to retain. But I think realistic everyone wanted Iconics to win. And Senor Campbell was the only person <laughs> I know of that had the guts to go. Oh, sorry. Me and David both yeah. had the Iconics with Bailey to get pinned, yeah. and I was almost kicked out of Casadel Kernahan. <laughs> yes, yes you were actually. <laughs> as we know, Lucy is the biggest Bailey fan out there. And I'm like, try to try to win favour because I'm cheering against him, going, ah, clearly ba- clearly Bailey's the Shawn Michaels of this team. Clearly Bailey's the and as soon as the, I'm like, best illegal person should have rope, somebody's gonna tag it. It's Billy, it's Billy, yeah Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> Just to put it into perspective, the only reason Ross got to stay is because he opened the Doritos. Yes. That was it. I had three bags of Doritos, I, I fended off the rabid child. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, you said in the previous show, big fans of Iconics, but we just didn't really see it. We thought, no. I'd wish I went with my heart. Yeah. I really wish I'd went with my heart because like, I am a huge fan of the Iconics as well. They're, like, without a doubt, the best characters in WWE. Like, that, and, and anyone can fight me when I say that. It's like they're the best characters. And 
you can see the emotion on their faces, like Billy and herself. Can we just talk for a second about Billy and Kate as Maleficent? For a second, that was yeah. magnificent. I loved it. The fact that she couldn't get her horns into the ring. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but no, I, I solely wish that I'd went with my heart because like, I'm sitting there like proper cheering for the Iconics and like all my pals are like, why didn't you just pick them in the sweep? I went, because I didn't think they'd actually win. I was like, I'm going to go with who I think is in what I want and I should really just start doing that. I, yeah. I did that one of the, I think it was the, the Elimination Chamber sweep. And I think it's the closest I've came in a while to winning. I think I get like 16 points out of 20. That's why I was like for evolution and I was just like, it was just that one match. Oh, that one match. That one match. <laughs> that was the story of my life. Until last night. <laughs> yes. I can deal with you doing it, Dave. I just can't. can't say Sorry, I'll probably never win it again. I just went to Dave Hockey wins I'm quitting. <laughs> just can you listen. I finally ended the streak of not winning this title. I won the thing. I am the champion. I am the champion going into the wedding. This is the happiest you've ever seen. I'm going to the wedding. You actually wear the Kurt Hawkins of this podcast. I was. I took Nathan Fisher's award from him. Made it the Big Dog Award. Now we need somebody else to take that award. I was sitting going, anyone but three people. Campbell, Hockney and Wilson. Wilson, who was the only smug bastard, and he let you know about it, picked (laughs) Shane McMahon. Everyone else picked Miz in this week. Yeah. Yeah, so... Scott, go back yeah. to you. We talked last night about why is Tamina? Because Scott's got some. We've had some time to think about and digest that. Someone serious start on somebody. Yeah, that's pretty much what we all came to close last night. Yeah. No change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Big Tam, the man. But yeah, Big Tam, Jason Lawrence now. Thought, get it trending on Twitter. I thought I was thinking too logically about this. I thought no, that's too soon in the range for Liz. They'll build here. I call it key bucks and hug maybe later down the line like oh I can't do this I made, I made that we're mistake. like right before, a couple minutes before this part I'm like yeah I can't being a bit too quiet here mm-hmm. and then just out of nowhere there's Billy like oh blind Jesus tag. here we go mm-hmm. I popped for that blind tag oh, oh, <laughs> yeah although fair news to Beth for stopping uh, Naya splashing on Chris Ash oh my god she would have killed her <laughs> <laughs> you lifesaver Beth or she knows Dave decided to start going last night, Betty, <laughs> for like, no like, random reason. It's like Peggy and Winston, she fell on a oh Jesus as he did. <laughs> <laughs> and moving swiftly off from that, the next match I think on any other night would have been of the pop of the night if it hadn't been for Becky. Would have been the main event if it hadn't been. Pop- I agree. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, arguably match of the night, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'll start with you, Scott. What do you mean, Paul? Like it's starting off a bit slow, but I think we're all we're all just too busy chatting each other. Like Dave quite briefly pointed out, guys, guys, why are we not watching the match? Like, right, we'll focus on the match. And I think it started slow, but I think that suits Daniel Bryan's style as a heel and the mm-hmm. and then Kofi being the back face, and he was doing the stalks back to Bryan, and then the shenanigans with Rowan getting taken out way and up, up, down, down the outside. That was great. And yeah, it was always the tease, like because you really hoped Kofi won because Big E came out of the spot and like. I bet something nice in that boss is going to be really sad if he doesn't win here. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, see, we were discussing last night, actually, you know, Daniel Bryan has the perfect heel mentality and oh, in the ring. He couldn't have played this match any better if he tried, could he have? No, absolutely. I mean, I think it's the fact that it got to the point that he wasn't even trying to be like this. He was just, he just naturally hates it. He can be the best babyface or the best heel because he knows how to bloody work the crowd. And you kind of get much better heel work than this. I mean, Kofi being one, like one of the most over people, mm-hmm. and the whole blurring between kayfabe and reality that really helped play into it as well. It didn't really help the fact that um, see when Biggie and everyone was down at the ring, you could see on the podium black velvet something was like raised, and I went, "There's another fucking title under there." 
Well, they put, they put their handbelt over it to kind of I know, they tried, it. Uh, but yeah, but it, it, just, didn't, really it didn't help with mm. the camera work. And Biggie having like a big parcel now, that also didn't help that WWE went and released the t-shirt on WWEshop.com before the match even happened. But to be fair, yeah, you, well, know, well, you probably shouldn't be on WWE Shop during WrestleMania. Though. I mean, if they're, well, the t- if they're advertising the t-shirts, because like, it was like, buy one, get one for, for a dollar. Yeah, and also they've seen big deduction of title belts as well. And if you've got the money, I, I mean, I know myself had the money, I'd go and buy if, one. Uh, if you're going to buy it, like, just go and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like at 28, John's here brought this new green t-shirt for his match with the Rock, but you've seen in the opening match, there are people in the crowd in the front row and Harker with the new shirt. Like, well, oh, he's got a new shirt. <laughs> Do you know, uh, look at that? Yeah. I think Seth is saying, even if you're not on WWEshop.com, you're usually tweeting or interacting with people online. Mm-hmm. There's a chance if you're just scrolling innocently through uh, Twitter. Like, timeline. Yeah, by the way, guys, there's a new Kofi Kingston shirt out. Thanks, Ryan sat in a pro wrestling sheets. Thank um, you very much. Dick. Ryan Season. I know, nobody can just enjoy wrestling, can they? Dickheads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed this match. I also enjoyed the fact that Quaku's new sweepstakes system was looking at who had the best rating on WWE 2K. 19. 19. I'm trying to remember what game we're at here. I forgot what day it is. <laughs> uh, uh, 2K19. And because Daniel Bryan has a better rating, he just takes me. I know I said this, but I'm going with Kofi. I can't bet against Ghana. <laughs> yep. And Quacky, I know you got your moment. Ghana's f- second favourite son after Michael Essien has won the title. <laughs> I'm sorry, but SN's done more for sport. I'm sorry, I'm going with that. But Kofi, well deserved. Kofi's first one on one match at WrestleMania as well. Yeah, yeah brilliant. And he, he won a match as well. But I think what also made this match is, I don't know about you, see if you were thinking about the people you were after last night, we were just waiting on the turn. Yes. Yeah, we were. And I'm so happy that it come. I mean, stop waiting for it. It may happen tonight. But the fact, the moment we knew it definitely was coming when these kids came out. Mm. When oh, the kids yeah. came out, we were like, we're safe, we've got this thing. And I think if they oh, turn... No, no. Nothing, nothing more killed than No, I was going to say, ch- children are never safe as well. <laughs> you said, you said, you punch Kofi, new kid recovers from a jab to the da. I kept, t- I, get, I kept getting told to stop being so negative. It's like, we don't need this kind of negativity in our lives. I was like, I think, I was like, Biggie's going to turn. It's going to be Biggie. Don't know why Biggie, but it's going to be him. If, they, if one of them turned last night, would that have ruined possibly whole mania? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not sure. There were so many crying children. There'd have been a Champa level heel. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep mentioning him, but do you know what I really like the nice wee touch? When Big E and Xavier go to get the new belt, and Xavier has just went. He is like, he's so happy. And it's Big E, like they're both going to give him it. And Big E just gives Xavier the title and goes, you give him it. Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice moment. And you tell they are genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. That's no fake, that's no mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They are genuinely happy. Their power is the champion. I just do, you know, like, the side plates just say Kobe Giggs. And I thought they'd be like some say, like unicorn style side plates. And I said to Ross, is it because, like, like they've been saying this month, it's about Kobe, it's been the 11 years to get here. So I think it's a case of like, put Kofi's name on it because it's not about the newsy right now, it's about Kofi. Or is it the fact that he's still not designed his actual plates yet, so they'll just give his name? That could be an option. They, um, <clears throat> they released after the 450 like, odd day reign. It was like a new day title and it was the tag titles, but the strap was like the booty was style box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought that's what it was going to be. <laughs> and I was, a wee, I was a wee bit like, really that's going to be? And then I was my mood just turned to disappointment I was like oh actually I kind of wanted that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we've got the normal title back like, no. I want the bright and colourful one oh, or you know a Gara coloured one oh, <laughs> oh no don't get quite a few ideas don't you mate but without the first African American WWE champion mm-hmm. out question most deserved absolutely yes. yeah couldn't agree more. Perfectly move on to, if you want to call it the jobber match, the squash match, the toilet match, the night, the US title. 
We barely got comfy last night getting ready for this, Sarah. What did you think of it? Uh... I knew this was going to be a squash there and then. I knew that. It was also the fact that they kept saying, Dominic's going to come out and be ringside. But where the fuck was Dominic? Ringside, <laughs> we just never got to him. <laughs> um, where the concession stand. I uh, clearly was just like, oh shit. It's like when Ray was like late at the hydro. Just like, oh, I'm ready to go get this. Oh crap, that's my dad's entrance. Oh fuck it, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. I think also the fact that Ray was actually, I'm pretty sure he was injured heading into this match and it was quite mm. questionably might not going to happen. But what a way to work it because I remember Samojo in like TNA and everything as like the big bastard heel. Yeah. Like he was <laughs> untouchable and see, they've not shown that in the WWE. I've said that so many times that he's not looked as dominant. There's been glances but not the full thing. Exactly. And this one was basically a couple of wee strikes, cookie to clutch, boom. And you're like, I'm not mad about this. I'm not mad. Mm. But I was like, so much for the toilet break. You, you, yeah. This is where about the tail at Lacey Evans came in as well, wasn't it? No, was she came out for the tag title match. Oh, yeah. we, we had to yell at um, we had to yell at Dave the sweep because we had Lacey, he had Lacey Evans to interrupt this SmackDown tag title. Was like she didn't interrupt it. She, she came out after, before it. Yeah, before she just it. walked out. Which, even if we did give Dave the point, he still wouldn't be champion. He still wouldn't even come second. No, he would have come second. Oh, did he? Did he beat Tom? <laughs> I think he drew with Tom. Him, Derek, and Tom were. Was joint time. Oh, right, one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you, know, you, know, you know JBL somewhere they can like smile view to year after what happened to me at twenty five. We haven't been twenty one. Like, They're like, how do you like it, Jimmy? <laughs> and last night ourselves, when Mysterio came out, uh-huh. we spent longer talking about the outfit he was wearing than the actual match because yeah. it seemed to be absolutely person who actually knew what he was wearing. Mm-hmm. He was Mysterio from Spider Man. Yeah, me, yeah. And, me and Gary turned each other mentioned about every Spider Man villain before going. Mysterio, it's like how am I your mother when Marshall shaves his head off? Like, how are we gonna hide this? And then they eventually go, hat. We thought of Native American headdress before we thought hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's his name, it's Mysterio. But we were talking Sarah's so talking about the dominant heel Joe that you don't see. I thought he was gonna get jobbed out last night. Because you see right at the start, Ray's the one getting the offense. Mm. It's only Joe who, like, through his skill, grabs him and chokes him out. Mm. And it was sort of like Oh no, Joe's going to get squashed. Oh, Joe won, but I mean, left that mania one year, injured the next year, eventually gets his rest mania moment at like 38. It's a minute, exactly. Like, come on. Oh, thank we you. Couldn't, sorry, we couldn't at least put him in a fatal four-way, like could we not have like Owens and Ali or Almas in there? But Scott, does that not help his character being this dominant yeah. force? I, I said that, like, you keep saying like he's a killer, like, yeah, we don't always see it. Like, like Bray Wyatt's maybe his character, and yet you rarely ever see it, just looks silly. Like, and this really established Joe as a killer, like, he just scores a former world champion mm-hmm. in under a minute, like, to be fair, on a match card with 16 matches at, like, 4 in the morning, I'm happy to see a bit of this squash match, like, alright, let's get this on, I want my bed to get to. Yeah. Poor Derek was melting at this point. He was. Sadly, Derek didn't last the whole night, but he's nice <laughs> So, yeah. So, moving on to the next match, the match that emotionally tore me right through, because we had my namesake, the big dog, Roman Reigns versus the Scotsman, Drew McIntyre. See, I'm going to come to you. Did this disappoint? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was actually so excited for this match. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that they made it all about uh, Roman Reigns' cancer treatment. And I was like, there's what a way to take away from his in real life battle to make it all about this. No, I was not a fan of this. I mean, you had a couple, couple of okay moments, but basically Drew jobbed out to Roman Reigns, in my opinion which is quite sad to see. 
because end of the day, yeah, Roman is probably the big face of the company, but you've also been a big heel face of the company, and let's just face it, Shane McMahon's not that. <laughs> so Drew McIntyre is who you would think, but like I said on the preview show, it's like Roman was the big boss at the end of the game, and Drew just hasn't got there yet. He will get there eventually. He'll probably end up beating Roman. Like it'll be like a rematch at SummerSlam, no doubt, and he'll probably beat him then. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, this was such an underwhelming match. Yeah, I was actually quite bored. Scott mentioned it last night. Pretty sure Roman is still not anywhere close to 100%. Would you agree yeah. with the way the match went and the way the movement of it? Yeah, I think you would see that he probably wasn't 100%. Like, you knew it wasn't going to go long and it probably was for the best. Like, I said to you at the time, like, it's weird how the split people predictions wise so much, despite of having really nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. And even like coming out, like, yeah, you got that big response the first night you came back for the war. It was a little bit more mixed in the arena. I think like we see like the goodwill. I think it's starting to wear off. Like we need to actually start doing something with Roman now. Mm-hmm. And just rely on he survived cancer, like which is yeah. great. But like can't just rely. They can't make it that his whole character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt personally he took away from Drew. Really affected him because I think he's arguably the hardest working wrestler in mm-hmm. the world. Ross, well, come to you, come to yourself here. Sarah and I and the rest of the guys in the previous show briefly mentioned that if Drew lost. It wouldn't tarnish anything because there's no shame in losing to the face of the company. Mm. However, the way they've done it makes me feel that that is what exactly what they've done. What do you think? One spear? Could we? Could we know? A, maybe had one or two? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's there's no shame in losing to Roman. And when you think about the fact that um, the last time WrestleMania was in MetLife Stadium, much like Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston was not wrestling. He was on the preview show. Drew McIntyre was employed by the company in a 3MB gimmick and not on the card. He has since left, became the hardest working wrestler in the world, a world champion in TNA, world champion around the globe, made the ICW title a world title. He He's done so much to get back there and I don't think there's any shame in the fact that he lost and I don't think looking back it'll affect him, but there was just, it didn't have that oomph sort of yeah. factor, it didn't have, like I think, see at WrestleMania, now that these automatic rematches are gone, could we not maybe have Orton and AJ and Roman and Drew, and it's a case of, by the way guys, whoever wins here is number one contender heading out of WrestleMania. Because something that people always complain about WrestleMania is once WrestleMania is done, there's sort of a lull period. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania will, also, will be the end of storyline, also the start of storylines. Mm-hmm. And I think that really could have helped Drew last night because the dismantling of the Shield, he took out Ambrose, it beats Roman at Mania, and once Brock's gone, it goes after Seth. That that could have been the perfect story to tell. Like I said, not harmed, but not a fan of the the finish. This is one of the few matches in the card I was just like, could have done with that to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I do hope it doesn't actually affect through progression because as far as I'm concerned, I know pretty much everyone in the pod agrees. He is at some point this year the Universal or WWE Champion. If it's going to go no, SmackDown, he's going to be winning. And he quite deservedly deserves to be there. Yeah. So, move on to the other two. One of the, the probably the big shock tonight uh, wasn't actually a match, but the Doctor Thugonomics yes. return. Oh my god, I love um, that match. Yeah. So, guys, I'm just going to open up to WTF. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Suddenly, so, like, it's 2004. It's a Saturday. I'm watching SmackDown on Sky Sports because. John Cena said, "Oh, Doctor Thugonomics again." I think that's like the last thing that people expected when it came mm, yeah. to John Cena. Like we knew he was going to be there, but we half expected him to be interfering with like, maybe the the Angle Baron Corbin match. Mm-hmm. So bring back 
thugonomics was probably the highlight of the night because like I'm sitting there going, well, this video package is hitting, right? And then it comes up and I'm like, my, my, my jaw just dropped. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm 13 again. Because I was sitting there, then, it was Babe Ruth, who's meant to be like the greatest baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right, it's going to be one of the best of all time, you know. They've done, the, like, obviously Undertaker's always classed as it. They did the thing, Raw 1000, Daniel Bryan said, the best of all time, the rock's music hit. Stone Cold is viewed as the best of all time by Vince McMahon. And obviously you had Hulk Hogan there. So you had, like, everyone's like, right, it's one of these guys, it's one of these guys. And then it's like, oh crap, it's John, because it throws you as well, because he's a Red Sox fan as well. And you're like, he's got, the, he's got the logo of the team for the city, he's got the ducks on, he even called it the FU. It was just so good. Yeah, he cut a really like dot com through the interviews after the matches all these shows and John C said his like up until Thursday I was filming a movie, I wasn't meant to be here. <laughs> like and he wanted to do something and he thought, let's just do something fun, let's bring back this character and like having seen him at the Hall of Fame, like look at how weird his hair looks now. It just feels like a dad who's got his old jacket once he sit for you, like, Oh, I remember back in the day. Do you know what? <laughs> Ah, it was a great piece and it will do no harm to Elias, to be fair. No. And at least he got a WrestleMania moment this year. Well, that's the thing as well. Um, Eric Rowan, like, I slated him in the WrestleMania 32 <laughs> rebook. Would you rather be Ford on the Battle Royal or the hard man watching Daniel Bryan's back in a WWE title match, even though you don't have a match? This is the same with Elias. Last year he got to interfere during Undertaker um, John Cena. This year he got to do the concert and then and uh, do the battle with Cena and the mm. fight at the end so there is sometimes it's the case of it's what you do on Mania it's not so much a match yeah. it's more the the relevance of the mm-hmm. of like, the segment like, it's the same year row actually I just remembered that they've done a thing between Elias and Cena is this going to mm. be the modern day version of Kane and Pete Rose <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's hope not um, when I know it moves perfectly on to back in the day we finally got a bit of nostalgia for the night Triple H, Batista. <laughs> this, this match was gruesome. Yes. There's no really other way to put this. I mean, uh, I'll come back to Sarah because she's bulking at the moment. Uh, I'll go to you first, Scott. The nose ring. Oh, what God. the fuck? <laughs> Triple H has been watching that Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Hell in a Cell match in his spare time. Also, the Mad Match entrance is just whatever DVD or whatever's on Netflix that Triple H watches over the Christmas period mm-hmm. that inspired his entrance. He was injured and he got the Mad Max box yeah. out. Like, I think it's straight to say Triple H is a kinky man. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd put, David, like, David Hotley actually came out once. Kinky shit, but kind of good. Do you think when he's working with a chain, he went, no, that's why I call chain wrestling. Oh, no. <laughs> Done. I, uh, I actually was live tweeting for the podcast at this point, and I've just put, so who had Mad Max for the, rest of, uh, for the Triple H WrestleMania sweep? I think that should be a bonus question on our sweep next year. What movie or TV series is Triple H going to take inspiration from? I see. You've seen that now and go, I'm not doing it interest next year. I'm not I, fighting. I'm going to go out on a limb for next year. I'm going to say Pretty Women. <laughs> Triple H will come out to Pretty Women. See that. Um, okay. What was your thought in the match overall? <laughs> I can't even just oh, I could barely watch this match. I mean, when it got to the nose ring, I was just like, no, I was like, no, no. Take this away from me, please. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's I love, scarring. I love Shawn Michaels gone. His nose is bleeding. And it's when it's going out, goes, of course his nose is bleeding. No shit, Sherlock. That's so, Sean O'Connor. I think you, you didn't know. I didn't, forgot he was even there. You didn't notice that at halftime heat pod because you were. Pay attention to all the great spots, and then suddenly when the match is going slow, it's like 
Thank God, John, you're as bad at commentary as you are good at wrestling. <laughs> this was one of the ones, it's an in the moment match, it's a Rock Hogan style match. It's two big guys, it's two guys living off the name, and there was a couple of really gruesome big spots. Yep. And I think this is one of the ones. I don't think I'll watch it back because I really enjoyed it last night. It'll be one of those ones when I watch it back and like, this isn't as good as I remember. Yeah. Stupid but, Ric Flair. Uh, Rick, did, did Ric Flair get Batista a sledgehammer as well, by the way? No, no he was no, Triple H. Was H. There was two under the ring and Triple H had taken one into the ring, but Batista grabbed it. Oh, right. And that's when Ric Flair came in. I was like, oh, I was, I was this bastard back already. Uh, I was like, <laughs> did he give them both one as if it was just like the Homer Simpson one I want to see you fighting for your parents love <laughs> fight, 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 fight 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 well we'll move on quickly before Sarah Pokes um, what do you think no surprise the result mm, I, I maybe thought he would retire and then get coaxed back out I thought he was going to do a Mick Foley Mick Foley retired and then wrestled the main event WrestleMania the next month <laughs> he's had more retirements than the Rolling Stones yeah. I thought Triple H would have been the same like he'd have been coaxed back out of retirement so, I really did think Batista would win, but Batista said he wants one last match against rest, uh, Triple H WrestleMania. It's nice to see a legend of the business get that. Hopefully, Hall of Fame next year. Uh, yeah, like, I thought similar to like Trojo retired and somebody fair next year in a couple of years will try and draw him back out, like Aaron Cole or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Batista fell getting in the ring, I made it really like, okay, maybe he's no winning here. Because yeah, <laughs> it's such a good entrance, the pyro, they come out and they'll. Everyone's like, mechanic until that point. And then he even had to go circle the ring and try not to laugh and then get back in the ring. Yeah. I kind of set the tone for the match, didn't it, really? Kind of. Right, so before Sarah throws up all the place, we'll swiftly move on. Um, to what many people were really quite annoyed about this match Corbin versus Angle, the retirement match. Knew it was going to happen. Um, for me, the result was in doubt. I couldn't see anyone but Corbin winning. Okay. But for, we'll go to you first, Ross. Corbin winning and winning clean mm-hmm. it's going to help his career massively because Angle's got nothing to gain at this mm-hmm. yeah I really think if you want to build on the goodwill of, of this win or sorry the ill will of this win you need to have him beat someone we really really like it, it's one of the ones Baron Corbin is not one of these ones who wants to be a funny heel he is one of these ones when you see his tweets you're like oh you bastards you, you know what you're doing and uh, I think he should maybe and please don't punch me here Sarah I think he should beat Finn Balor for the ice yeah. I think he should build one I think if Sami Zayn is going to come back Corbin should beat him I think this this has to be built one this cannot be like it's not drilling into my soul <laughs> I I don't it's getting awkward here this cannot be like a club beating the Dudley boys this can't be wasted my head's about to explode because she's willing it to explode right now but this can't be like the club v the Dudley boys where it's like they got the they got the big uh, they got the big attack in retirement this this is a 20 year veteran this is Kurt Angus one of the best if not the best of all time and he beat him in 6 minutes clean you need to build on this and you need to build while it while the while it's there yeah, oh, like, to build on what I said, like the whole he knows what he's saying, like the whole troll, like the you can't see me thing, that was really good. Like he said, whatever you think of him as a wrestler, you can't deny his heel work as a character is like second to none. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, the minstrel, I think you could all predict, like, I'm pretty sure, I don't think he's hit the minstrel since he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember Angle landing the minstrel, to be yeah. fair. No. 
Yeah. I'm not going to lie, TNA 2011 against Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage. And he's like Rick he Flair. nearly killed Jarrett when he landed him. He's like Ric Flair, he only like, he goes to the top rope, you're like, it's not going to end well, is yes. it? <laughs> so, you know, I know you're not happy with what Ross said, I can see what a lot of people said, but my thinking is he's going to get pushed for the Universal title now. Can you see that? Who figured Baron Corbin? Baron. Uh, no. <laughs> not quite yet. I mean, with all fairness, his song is better than what he is. Oh, the song. Oh, the song like, the song in terms of being a heel, like, is. Uh, the song is better for a heel than what he actually is in, like, in general, but I've always said this when it comes to a retirement match, you never go out on your feet, you always go out on your back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was the same with Ric Flair. I mean, yeah, they did make it a career versus career match. That was fine. That was a stipulation because then it could have gone either way because at that point we thought Shawn Miles- Michaels could have retired at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's what they gave it the shock factor. This one didn't give it the shock factor. We knew, I knew for a fact, and I kept saying, whoever retires never ever go out on the feet, they always go out on the back. Mm. And I think the fact that see Corbin beat him clean maybe did help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry, there's a dog distracting me. I've lost my train of thought. There's a dog here. <laughs> Thanks, Harley. There's a dog Harley, here. what was your thoughts on the entire match? There's a dog here. She's Just my thought. She liked my knee. I'm pretty sure she was unhappy with it. Uh, okay, well, on that note, we'll move on before she starts lucking everyone. Um, <laughs> The next match, the match for the main event. For me, this is where WWE have shot themselves in the foot by announcing the demon early. Mm-hmm. Saying, I'm going to come to you before you literally explode. Should WWE have done what I think the majority of people think should have done? Not mention the demon and then the demon appear. I mean, with all fairness, they had been advertising the demon since Fastlane. I know, it, <laughs> it was help. like, it was on the poster. The demons in the corner. I'm like, well, that's fucking ruined everything now, isn't it? I mean, because the only time that I ever got a big surprise when it came to the demon like we always knew in NXT TakeOver was going to be the, the demon's domain he could not defend it by himself like he won it no he didn't even win it it's not the demon he won it as a demon uh, like the NXT Championship and then he won the Universal title as the demon the only time that it's ever properly surprised me was his match against Baron Corbin when it looked like it had enough we thought it was going to be fit and came the demon proper pop for that yes but announcing the demon ahead of time is just a stupid ass move in the fact that it got told to do the tongue, which made the demon look cheesy and not scary. Which I think it got it kept getting to the point I was just like, when the fuck is this match gonna happen? When the fuck is that are you serious this is gonna go on before the main event? Alright, it's gonna be a squash match, okay then. I think the demon has got to that point where it is kinda cheesy now. It's the it, tongue was just cheesy, it's like, uh, uh, I'm you're, like you're like, Finn, put the tongue away, bitch. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know the the best demon is when he appears out of nowhere, Undertaker style, like in NXT. The Jack Cropper one was my favourite. <laughs> in NXT where um, it was the week before TakeOver and he goes, you're going to see the demon once again. And then the lights go out and the lights come back on and he's sitting on the turnbuckle and Kevin Owens just about himself. But though, fairness, I liked his entrance. His entrance was His great. entrance was amazing. Like, I'm sitting there going... Like the swirling of the, like the skies, and I'm like, oh, he's on a podium. It's one, one of the best entries at night. Actually. We were saying very oh. dark mall. Yes, we did say that. Last I was underwhelmed by the body paint. Not gonna lie, underwhelmed by the body paint. <laughs> you, you knew yeah, it wasn't the typical demon. You seen his abs, so it's okay. You, you okay, knew so. it. Calm down. You knew <laughs> I had to go on late, also because I had to wait for it to get good and dark for him to properly work on late on the taker. May thirty one. 
And like, fair dues to you, he got more offense in than bloody mm. Baron Corbett. So it's like, you got that spear, like, tangled through the ropes. What was with his contact lenses? Also, also, fair dues to Finn before we get him up for the powerball. Yeah. I really enjoyed this match. Really. Yeah, it was a good match, I thought. And also, I think I mentioned to you guys last night, and I'll go to you saying this, when he plays the demon, you actually notice the step up in his performance. I mean, Balor's always a constantly brilliant performer, but there seems to be an extra sharpness and quickness to him when he does perform as the demon. Did you notice that last night? It's hard for me to say because I've watched Finn since back when he was in ICW, mm-hmm. like before he went to New Japan. Like I've watched him for years and years and years. So it's really hard for me to say that I noticed any step up because I actually don't. Right. Like I think he's a, he is consistent, but I think he's sort of forced to do that in the sense it's like you're supposed to be the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things, and then the demon's supposed to be completely unstoppable. So you are supposed to see that wee notch, but I, it just gets to the point that I've seen that I've seen that so often that I just I, I can't tell the difference anymore. We <laughs> seem to notice it last night, guys. He seemed a bit sharper, a bit faster than he normally is. Like, like, a lot of people have said like he should do something different as the demon. Like he should have like a finisher that he only ever hits if he's the demon, mm-hmm. which shows the age, which is fair enough. We talk about as good as the match was. I think it that's, when the, that's when the bloody Sunday should be hit. That's, that's, I think it kind of deserved this because you're given the build it's had, even though it was a good match in itself. Yeah, I actually think the bloody Sunday should be his normal finisher <gasps> and his top rope antics when he's just throwing everything to the wind and he doesn't care because he's the demon he's he's subtly I'm going to use a reference that some of you will get here and some of you will actually love it supernatural mm-hmm. when someone gets possessed by a demon and their eyes go black and mm-hmm. it's like they they don't care what they're doing they, they'll attack anyone they'll go for anyone the demon should not be healer face the demon should be demon the demon should be high flyer the demon should be high risk Shane McMahon style moves mm-hmm. jumping off of everything and Finn Balor should be the extraordinary man who's just really good at wrestling. Yeah. Should be, there should be a, a difference between the two. Mm. No, I totally agree. But it did step us up for the match everyone wanted for the last six, seven, eight months. We finally got got it. By God, it didn't disappoint. Uh, Scott, I'm going to come to you. Yeah. Becky Lynch is, they're not calling her yet, but I'm going to go with the undisputed women's champion. Mm-hmm. How good does that sound? That is really good, and like I was so nervous because Kofi won Stephanie, and I thought it's going too well here. Mm-hmm. Something, something might happen. The cynicism of WWE really took over. Like something might happen. Mind you, before the match, the entrances were stellar. Like mm-hmm. Charlotte coming in the helicopter, Joe and Jet coming out. Ronda completely popped. Like you saw her corpse in him. Like she's like seeing her, she's like that was so cool. So like, she's like proper happy. And then you see her storming out of the ring. You're like, yeah. you just completely broke yourself there. Right? Yeah, like, Becky, she's so over. She didn't really need to do it. She just came out and you seen all the man signs. Like she, like, she I, I like her Kill Bill attire. That's what we were saying last night as well. Uh, I like the fact as well, it shows how much she means to the company. She came out after the champions. Mm. The Royal Rumble winner came out after the both champions. It's, it's that, it means that bit more. It's not just Ronda. The, the Raw Champion it's Ronda and Charlotte Smith yeah. and Raw Champion she has the most prestigious sport mm. in wrestling mm. the last sport the last entrant in the main event of Wrestlemania I did like the throwback to Bash at the Beach 85 when Ric Flair arrived in the helicopter he was in all blue Charlotte last night in blue helicopter been a flare in hell I thought Evolution was coming in I seen the helicopter I'm just expecting Motorhead to start playing <laughs> <laughs> well let's go on to the elephant in the room when it comes to it the finish mm-hmm. Sarah 
what's your thoughts on the finish? That clearly wasn't meant to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you keep people keep saying like the speculation is that Becky was meant to pin Charlotte and that she wasn't meant to pin Ronda. Like you can see clearly see that Ronda's shoulder was off the mat. Mm. But again, this is all down to the referee's view. Mm. You can see that she's getting pinned, yeah. But Becky's body's in the way, so it can open up for a continuation down the line. Because I think everyone was a bit shocked by that finish. Like, I don't even think Becky was actually... Mm-hmm. She was actually... Like, you can see her, she's just like, Wait, what? That's it over? Like, I... Because, like, WrestleMania was advertised until half past five in the morning. This match finished at 25 past. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting thinking, like, could, was there an extra minute? Was there a couple of extra minutes mm-hmm. on this match? So the, the finish for me, a bit controversial. But if they spin it right they can do complete damage control on this because I don't think that's meant to happen. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because we were talking about the boys last night <coughs> that when the ref count won, neither Ronda's shoulders were on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then I hit two, three, and then that's when you see Ronda kick up because the heart, it's the two count at that point. Um, Scott, coming to you, it's been reported this morning that Ronda's got a broken hand. Um, the reports are, there's two different versions of the reports yeah. I've seen. She's broke it uh, in the match. The second story I've heard is she got so angry she just punched it off a wall and broken it. Mm. See, regardless, do you feel this is seriously going to affect Ronda going forward in the company? I don't think so because I know you talk about the third all the speculation about it. I think it's similar to what I said about Alan saying I don't know if we'll actually get the full story of like is what was this meant to happen because I think that we will try doing the line to use this as a storyline going forward and try and build it and try and make it look like it was meant to happen. And then there'll probably be people, people inside of like Dave Meltzer saying, no, it wasn't me having, so we won't really know. Screw Dave Meltzer. So, can't wait for me to say, well, actually, the attendance record was this amazing. Like, who cares? But, like, yeah. Like, and I think it really does leave it open for future stories, because, like, Charlotte has a, a cause to fight Becky again, because she wasn't involved in the decision, and she said it was maybe my moment, not yours. And then you could have Ronda using the whole, my shoulders were down, I got screwed. You know, thing. Like, they can, you can use this to their advantage, and... I didn't really think it was strange that it ended 25 past because I thought I could beg you play a tiny bask in the... the no, actually, the actual, the the actual, everything, like, the actual network went off at 25 past 5 this morning. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, I could finally go to my bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought you meant the finish. I, I don't I don't realise you meant the actual No, show the actual ended. show ended, so I'm pretty sure the finish actually ended at, like, 20, 20 past or, yeah. like, a couple of minutes before that. Um, I'm hoping this leads to three things. One... A match with Charlotte, where Charlotte can go. Charlotte can go. You claim to be the undisputed champion. You didn't pin me, and it was a dodgy finish. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm hoping that we won world championship for the women's division. That we can maybe get a mid card title. Because let's be honest, not if there's only two world titles, it means that's the only title people are ever going to win. And there's plenty of people in the women's division, much like the men's division, that aren't world championship material. So I'm hoping like they can do the the thing the tag titles are doing, the world, the mid-card and the tag titles can go between both brands. Mm-hmm. And three, I'm hoping that next year we get Rousey Becky, but a non-title match. Mm. The first non-title proper one-on-one women's match at WrestleMania, I think that would be really good. I think next year you could see at least five matches for the women at WrestleMania, the Battle Royal, the women's title, the tag title, if they ever sit, if they've split the titles again off the mid-card and Ronda v Becky and I think that would be proper progress for the division so I'm thinking I'm, I'm positive coming out of this because we want Becky to win it's not as if it was Charlotte or Ronda that got the botched fall when we had to we're like oh god we need, we need to fix this mm-hmm. quickly no it's Becky won 
I think you get the feel-good moment. It's positives for the women's division going forward, and as we said last night, the women were invented, and that was the main. That was the main thing. Right, when you ask you, did the right person take the fall in your opinion? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. She's unanimous. She, she's rumoured to be leaving. So as uh, Sarah said about Kurt Angle, you leave her back. <coughs> yeah, but apparently she's not happy because it makes her look weak. Fucking See, what I've seen is that apparently it was written toward this contract that she would never actually get beaten. And that explains the entire year undefeated streak. But like this plays back to me saying that Asuka was going to lose her undefeated streak at WrestleMania. When else are you going to bloody do it? Mind you, look, that's where streaks go to die. Yeah. It had to be here, it had to be Vonda that took the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that's our analysis of WrestleMania. Um, overall, guys, what do you think, Scott, about you? Overall, was it a good WrestleMania? I think it was. I think it was one of the best resumes I've watched in a good few years. Ross? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Only two heel champions in WWE just now. Mm-hmm. Iconics and Samojo. I really enjoy the fact that we've got a lot of face champions right now. I look forward to seeing how the heels get it off them and I look forward to seeing the faces chase the heels. Mm-hmm. Same. Oh yeah, I mean, I think this is probably the best resume we've had in quite a, quite a wee while. Uh, everything, well, most of everything delivered. And you got the feel-good moments, you got the deserving champions, and you also got some good storylines for this to kick off the Raw after Mania when they usually refresh all the storylines. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I think uh, it's one of the top five of all time. I think it, the pace was perfect. Pretty much all the matches that everyone you wanted to do, there wasn't really a poor match. The matches you maybe hadn't expected not to be great did that. The matches you expected to be really good were really good. Mm-hmm. So I know we're on short time, so I'm just going to come very, very quickly to tonight. Monday after all, it's the wildest night of the year. Arguably more wild than WrestleMania. We'll round this off very quickly. Scott, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, just put, me, you put me on the spot. I've put you on the spot. There's going to be a dick here with a beach ball and hopefully he'll get through it. <laughs> I'm talking about wrestling, mate. Oh, you put me on the spot. Becky will come out to get sheer terrible. Hopefully they don't try and pull something about oh you didn't technically beat Ronda and try and screw her. will come in and probably get them make the brains at Mania 33 treatment and getting booed at the building for being her angle. Alright, boss? Um, Sammy Zayn returns. Corbin gets the WrestleMania 33 treatment, Scott says. Uh, there's a new women's title, a unified title. And Ronda gets quote-unquote fired. See that? Uh, I can see this going, I can see Sami Zayn returning, hell yes for that. Um, but I can also see maybe de- uh, Shayna Baszler debuting. It's not mm. the first time we've not, it's not the first time we've maybe seen an NXT Women's Champion debut the Monday night after all, Paige done it. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to stop Shayna from doing this and imagine Shayna trying to get revenge or avenge. Avenge the Fallen. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, either the revival or the new tag sense, uh, Hogan the Raider, all the match with Gable and Root. Gable will lose, and Root's going to turn on Gable. About bloody time. Not about time. I can't really add anything else to that. Well, there you go, guys. That has been our WrestleMania uh, sum up, and also hopefully a wee bit of preview for tonight. We'll see how accurate we've been. Why don't you snipe my panel? Scott McLeod. Ross McLeod. Thank you very much. And Sarah. Thank you very much. I've been the big dog, the new undisputed heavyweight champion of each slate suplex retweet. I've been waiting for ages to say that. Thank you to listen. Take care. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick.
tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now.